All right, my friends, welcome to episode number 13 of the Second Mulligan Podcast. My name is Matt Mulligan, and we're still here in quarantine, banging out the podcast for you guys. Um, hopefully this ends soon, but for right now, I am joined with Eric Dufault of Keller Williams Cape Cod. Eric, thank you for, uh, for being on. Thank you for having me, Matt. I appreciate it, man. Of course. I love the uh, yellow shirt you dressed up for me here. I love it. Yeah, it pops. I got to wake up one way or the other. So I put on the <laughs> brightest thing possible. It's like the sun's out when it's raining today. So I love it. I love it. How is um, how's quarantine life for you right now? I know you're a realtor, but how, how has it affected you right now? Um, I mean, it's it, I, I try not to let it affect me too much. I just kind of focus on what's in front of me. Uh, I think when I take time, like I don't watch the news or anything like that, but like, um, like when I kind of step back and start thinking about how wild this is, like it kind of blows my mind. So I try not to go there, <laughs> but, uh, no, I just keep plugging, man. Just keep plugging away and doing what's in front of me. So it's, you know, you call it quarantine. I call it like Wednesday. It's like, okay, I'm kind of a hermit as it is. So yeah, no, it's good. That's good. That's good. So before I do get into, cause I do want to talk about a lot of these podcasts. I want to get some advice with what's going on with COVID. You know, I've had people talk about, um, keeping your house clean, um, just kind of your mental state. And as a realtor, I'm interested to hear, you know, what you're doing in real estate, but how did you actually get into real estate? I know you've been with Kelly Williams for a few years now, but was real estate always your initial push in life or what was that process of you getting to be uh, a realtor? Well, it's kind of a sad story. Like I think one day I got bored and I'm like easiest way to make money doing nothing. And like (laughs) sure enough, passive income came up through rental properties. And I was interested in uh, real estate investment. It seemed like something like just kind of something that I was interested in. And along the way, somewhere I tripped, I ended up getting my real estate license and I was very lucky. I ended up talking to a few people at Keller Williams and uh, it really clicked for me. It was, it's, it's, it's been a good run. And uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's cool. I feel like it's, my calling. It's funny because I've always, I was in the military before. I was a civil engineer with the town of Barnstable and like that's just kind of where my life took me, but I started selling houses and it just felt natural. And here I am four years later doing pretty well for myself. So very lucky. No, it's great. I I think kind of to your point too, I think with the real estate, I think a lot of it, yes, of course, is skills, the skills, you know, the knowledge, you know, but I think it's a lot of your personality too. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I, I'd mentioned to you and I think I'd mentioned on, on my other business, Hawk Visuals, that I've, I'm getting my real estate license hopefully pretty soon. And I think aside from it being very daunting with knowledge, and I think that most people can understand that at some point, I do think that most of it is your personality. And I think if you're a people person, um, you're good at talking to people, assuring them that, you know, whether they're selling or buying their first house, that you're going to comfort them. I think that's super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, is that something that you've always kind of had or is this something that you've developed over time to be able to confidently sell yourself in, in your client's house? I've, I've always been kind of like, I don't know, a, a personable, I guess is what I'm saying. But yeah. you learn how to turn it into making it work in the business and how to sell houses. Um, the cool thing about the business is there's like, you can do it. There's a thousand different ways to be successful in real estate and you just kind of pick and choose what works for you and you slowly hone in on that. And I I think like personality has a lot to do with it, but you know, even if you don't have the best personality, there's still ways to become successful at real estate, but it's just been, it's been a good fit for me. It's been, you know, natural. And I I do enjoy talking to people. I do enjoy for the most part, there's certain people where you're like, Oh God, but uh, no, it's a personality is a big part of it. If you can talk to people and kind of, you know, gain their trust, that's a big part of it. So. I got you. And you, you live on Cape Cod. Is that why you're at Killer Williams Cape Cod? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I live, uh, I grew up in Sandwich, was in the military for eight years. Now I, I got a great house in Katahoud. I'm very lucky, but uh, yeah, Cape Cod is where I call home. That's great. Do you think that um, your experience, you said is it military or Navy? Mm-hmm. Military? Yeah. yeah. Was, has that experience, do you think that's helped you with real estate at all and kind of given you a leg up because of how that, that is or... I think, uh, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, I learned a ton in the military and it made me the man I am today. Um, but you, in the military, you deal with all types of people, you know, whether it's like someone from Guam or friends from Florida or California, you meet all walks of people and you just, you get exposed to so much culture. It's, it's awesome like that. Um, you definitely like, it's almost like I was 19 and like you slowly 
decrease your maturity while you're in the military. It's almost like the inverse, but I think just, I mean, the experiences I got through the military, it, it, it definitely changed my life. So it was awesome. It's definitely no regrets as far as that goes. And it's, it's definitely put me in a good place. No, that's good. That's good. I've always, you know, there's a lot of people I know who actually are in or were in the Navy or military who are now realtors. I mean, former bankers, former, um, you know, whatever in, in mm-hmm. sports. I mean, like there's so many different backgrounds that you come from. And I feel like the common thread behind all that is, is you deal with people a lot in that job, whether it's sales yeah. or, you know, military. And I think that really gives you a leg up. And I'm kind of hoping for myself getting into it that because I do sales and videos and that kind of thing that I hopefully have a leg up on other people that maybe don't have that. You, you haven't already built a business the way you have. And I've kind of been lucky enough to watch you go from, you know, having just a drone to what you are like, you'll be, you're going to crush it, dude. Like just you, you get branding, like you get everything. Like some realtors just treat it as sales. And then if you, what I love about Keller Williams is they teach you to build a business as opposed to mm-hmm. just make it a job. And that's a big part of it. And having, you know, you've already been through that. So being able to kind of make a real estate business will be a lot easier for you than most people. So. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, uh, and like I said, I've, I've been following your work for a while now too. And, and um, I think you also understand branding and the importance of video. Um, yeah. And I think you're just, you get it. And, I'm, and it's, it's a breath of fresh air because I think a lot of realtors maybe don't do that. And I think it's really detrimental to their growth. Whereas you are fully invested. You're always on camera. And I think it's really, it shows. I know who you are because of what you do on social media. It's, it's a true. Yeah. I mean, video, video is everything moving forward. If you look up the engagement rate with video versus like static posts or anything else, it's like, it's a no brainer. I don't understand why more people don't get it. I think it's a comfort thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you just, uh, one of my coaches, he always says, ready, shoot, aim, you know, go ahead, get it done. And then kind of adjust off that, but you just got to put it out there and you slowly, if you watch some of my old videos, it's painful. And like, uh, it was painful yeah. for me, but like, it's the only way you get better. Yeah. Even with my videos, I mean, same thing. It's like, you, you, you're, it's, it's awkward. It's weird. It's the first time you're on camera. It's not good. Uh, were there, was, was there a video or multiple videos that you look back on now that you're like, uh, like, yeah, like, all. <laughs> like everyone's <laughs> yeah, cringeworthy. Nice. Like even the one that we did, the, it was like a massive success. The one we did about me with the COVID and the whole thing, like oh, before I, love, I hit I play that for that one. video, Ryan sent it me and I was like, Oh, this is going to be embarrassing. And then I watched <laughs> it and I was just like, nice. Like it, 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 awesome. Like I think because so, so, so to get back around you, you're, you were a client of ours. It's been almost what, like a month, maybe a little over a month or so. Yeah. By the way, this would be uh, the second month working together. Second month. Yeah. And, and I think, also to to kind of harp on the video we kind of knew who you were before you met with us and likewise with us because you've done video but i think once you meet someone in person and you say okay i actually want to film a video it's like okay how is eric going to be on camera i i know how he is with his own thing but once there's a guy behind the camera like is he going to freeze up is it going to be awkward and mm-hmm. i think like immediately you were you were awesome on camera and i think looking back at that COVID video, it came out so good because I think you were super comfortable. <laughs> and uh, and you I know think- what, but Ryan, Ryan coached me through a lot of that. It was like, yeah. dude, there's plenty, I'm sure there'll be a blooper reel once, like we get a few more months into this and people be like, oh, wow, there, like, it, it took takes like, and he guided me through it. Like you guys are awesome with that. Like it's he, like, we'll sit down and I'll come out with like all this gibberish. And he's like, say this, this, and this, say it like that, say it in this tone. And like, it just, it, you see, it was a home run. It's, it's crushing it. So it's, Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. No. And even, you know, for us that did take some time to really get a hold of because not everybody comes from the same spot when they're filming. There are a <laughs> lot of people who are very awkward on camera and it takes us a long time to get them warmed up. But I think we've done this for so long now that we get that. So yeah. before they even get there, we'll talk about just so you know, there's going to be two camera operators, two cameras and a light, or we're going to sit you in the middle. And then once we get in the room, they know exactly what to expect. I talked to them for like 10 minutes before that just to shoot the shit about whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get into the video. And I think yeah. that's really, really important when you actually are interviewing somebody. And even, I, I mean, yeah. even I mean, that's with, a skill you guys have to have. Like it's, it's, you can get there and shoot and be like, you can have all this amazing equipment and awesome editing and all like, but if you can't like 
make people comfortable and make them like, if they can't give you the material, you're not going to be able to get there. And I think just coaching them along, that's kind of the back end that you guys are good at too. So exactly. Exactly. Thank you. How did you, how did you get into video? I mean, did you always have a, an inkling towards it or has it been through real estate that you kind of understood the market that it needed video? It was more just kind of identifying like it. I mean, you go through face you go through social media in general and like just certain things pop more than others and video just pops and it, mm. it, it, it makes a huge difference. And when I go through my scroll, I stop and watch video and you know, if I'm going to be successful in business, if my stuff's going to pop, I have to do video. Like it's just, you realize it with time and you see what others are doing and you're like, okay, like that looks awesome. I got to kind of run with that or I got to steal that idea and go with it. So, and that's kind of, it's video and slowly I'm evolving, working with you guys, getting higher end stuff. So it's, you know, I work in the little stuff that's a little bit more uh, intimate, but you know, having that professional level that kind of raises your game. People like, Oh, like Eric's like, he's going now. <laughs> you definitely are going. And I think a lot of realtors and people in general are probably, apprehensive to just pull out your phone and do it. So when you, and it might be hard to even go back this far, but the very first time that you can remember doing a video, what was it like when you pulled out your phone and hit record? Like, were you just, Oh my God, I have to now record something. Or did you just take a ton of different takes and just throw out the bad ones? I mean, it's been, like, I don't want to show my phone right now, but there'll be like 30 headshots. Like there's just, at first there was so many takes and then like, as I progressed and as I got better, I realized like you, you probably nail it on your first or second take. And after that, you're just being too hard on yourself. But yeah, no, it just took a ton. Like I remember just pulling it out and trying to do it. And I probably ended up deleting it because I didn't have confidence in it or whatever. And in the end, like I should have just left it up. Like people appreciate you being real and like just willing to put yourself out there. Like I think people have an appreciation for that. And if it's a little bit more raw, then it's a little bit more like, okay, like he, he he's a human too. Like he's not, some like fake realtor like and I love the professional level stuff as well but I think you got to sprinkle it in like you being real and like you just get a better connection as a realtor with people when they realize oh yeah he trips up over his words like he's not perfect on every take or anything like that so not that I ever am but <laughs> no it's, it's it's authenticity I mean I think yeah. you hear it a lot now in marketing is to be authentic and I think it's a testament to the times right now. I mean, I think people need to see real people and they're so sick of politics and fake news and all that kind of stuff. Whereas now For sure. I really think there's a big resurgence or a push towards authentic content. And I'm really glad that you're doing it when you, so take me back. I want to, I want to kind of take, take, take us back a little bit on your first couple of sales. Do you remember your first few sales that you've done in your real estate world? I remember every sale. Like, (laughs) so take me back. So what was the first sale for you? Do you remember? So what was that like? Were you nervous? Were you, did you make any mistakes going forward? Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, uh, one of the biggest lessons I learned with my first couple sales was like just asking for help from other people. And I didn't want people to think I didn't know what I was doing, like in the office or asking other realtors how to, do things like when do I need this paperwork? When do I like, how far out should I get this done? Like, um, I mean, I had a good grasp of how to market, but the actual execution, I had no clue. And I was very hesitant to ask people for help. And that's one thing like looking back on, if I could take a mulligan, like I would have just started talking to people immediately and just asking for help. Like, cause it was, I didn't want people to think I didn't know what I was doing, but I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I mean, I was able to get a good number in front of my client and get their house ready to sell. But then the execution, I had to do that a few times over until I finally figured, okay, I do this, I do that, call them, call this. So once, um, it's a funny business because like, it's not that hard to actually execute a contract and make everything come together. Once you go through it a few times, go through the process, the whole business is just finding the business. But once you execute and like make a few sales, you're like, okay, like I can do this now. It's not as hard as some people might think, but. Yeah. I mean, even so for someone like me, who's getting into real estate, I understand, I think a lot of it, but not maybe the internal workings. When you, when you first start doing these sales, I mean, are you constantly working with, you know, Kelly Williams or do you have like a mentor throughout the entire process? Because I know it's probably daunting. it's, it's, It's different for all companies. Like it, at KW, we've got productivity coaches will walk you through the entire process. I didn't have that at the time. I didn't have a productivity coach because 
I had a full-time job, so I didn't have the time to sit down with coaches, but I mean, you can sit with brokers and what I did is eventually I found other agents that I, you know, meet, asked for help. And I was so hesitant to ask for help, but when you ask, like people want to help you, people like when you ask them for advice, like they, it's a really cool concept. When someone comes to me and they ask for my opinion or ask for help, they trust me as a resource and they, they find Mm -hmm. me as someone that they can, you know, look up to. So when you go and ask people for help, like that's a powerful thing and people want to help you. Like it makes them feel important. It makes, you know, it's just, it, it kind of, no, no, it's just, you want to ask people for help and they want to help you. It's just yeah. it's a weird concept and it didn't click with me until I started doing it. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, you know, even for like me, I feel like, you know, you want to swallow your pride and just you know, push through it, but that's probably mm-hmm. the worst thing to do. And you kind that's of think exactly that, what I did. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you think, okay, so why would a realtor want to give me advice when they're my competition? But I think a lot of people probably don't think that way. And I think as an outsider, I would probably assume that if I talk to a realtor, they're going to want to just weasel their way in and take part exactly of the job. Exactly what I me, thought. You know? It's just, it's, it's, there's, there's like five to 6,000 deals a year on like Cape Cod. Like I'm not going to like lose one to like the person that sits in the cubicle next to me. Like it, it'll be okay. Like, it's there's, there's plenty of blue ocean out there for all us to kind of find deals and make things happen. So, but like, I get what you're saying. I, I was right there. Like I, I, I had the same mentality and had the same thoughts going through my head and then it clicked. I can't snap. My girlfriend always makes fun of me because I can't snap. <laughs> I'll snap for you. There thank you. you thank you. There there we go. You, go. you can dub can that in snap. after when we edit. This I'll just edit. add it in. Yeah. I'll add it in. Yeah. With a little like, ding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ding. Perfect. With the, with those first few few sales you've done, did you did you do video with those at all, or was that a progression after that? It was it was more of a progression after. It wasn't too long after. I mean, I was doing like little like slideshows and stuff like that, but that's not like that doesn't put. It's not the same as doing like video with you involved. So, what did so the the first listing you did with a video? You remember that listing, the very first one you use a video on? Do you remember that one? I'd have to go back through my scroll for a while, but I, I mean, I, I remember some of my first ones. Yeah. And what, what was the catalyst for you to really say, this is the one that I want to do a video on? You mentioned that you were looking, me. what your, your coach pushed you. Is that yeah. what you said? What's that? Yeah. He's like, dude, like start doing video. He's like, yeah, trust me, like start doing video. And once I did it, I kind of hopped on like iMovie did a little editing and I was like, mm, like, and then all of a sudden people are like, Oh yeah. Like people start recognizing you. I go in the supermarket and people are like, Oh, I saw your video. I'm like, Hmm. like this effort's kind of paying off putting myself out there while other people don't so it's the same thing with us i mean we've done the same thing where we like to do more hyper local content especially with what's going on right now anyways and i think you know you walk around plymouth and you're like oh that's that's the drone guy and that's ryan from the beer review videos we get that all the time and all we're doing is just posting videos and i think that has massive massive value and i think really you know as a realtor when you're approaching a potential client and you say, this is what I've already had going on with my social media. When we start doing video, more people are going to see this and they know who I am based on these videos. And I think really people need to understand the value in showing who you are as a person to the world, you know, videotaping these listings, putting them out to the world. And I think that really helps to differentiate what you're doing than I think a lot of other realtors. And I think it's a shame that other realtors aren't doing it as much as someone like you are doing. I mean, it's, it's extremely important. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a business and it, I don't know if this is politically correct or not, but like it's a, it's a business dominated by women and there's awesome, awesome women in real estate. But with that, a lot of women are self-conscious and they're, they, they, you know, they're fantastic, but like they're not willing to put themselves out there because they're too worried about the perception. And I think that's a huge, you know, niche, that's a huge place where like people can take advantage of that. Like if you're not willing to do video and other people are, like, you're going to lose out. And that's kind of part of the catalyst of this whole thing. I mean, amongst other things, there's no reason not to do video. I love video, but like, like I think that's a problem for a lot of realtors. They can't get over. Like you got to put yourself out there. Eventually people are going to come to the open house. They're going to meet you in person. Just put yourself out there ahead of time and let it, the video work in the background on social media. What advice would you give a realtor though, who might be stuck on not wanting to do video because of the way they look because they think it's awkward they just don't want to do it i mean what are some things that you can give to them to actually want to do it 
shoot one, put it out there and you'll be surprised at like how good the response is, how much like how supportive your family and friends are. And they're like, Oh, that video, like you'll be surprised at how positive the response is. And it's almost like addicting. You're like, Oh, they like that. Like now I can get a little creative and do this. It's just, you know, ready, shoot, aim, go ahead, do it, put it out there, see what the response is. If you don't like it, take it back down, try another one. Just keep trying, 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 and kind of just, you know, at least even get out and shoot it yourself and then stare at it like day later, look at it. And it's like, Oh, it's not that bad. Like I, I, I should put this out there, you know, just at least yeah. do it on your phone and start, you know, how do you start to measure success with these videos? I mean, I think a lot of people too, and, and our clients are like, if I don't get a immediate client from that, then why would I do it? So what, what is, what's that value measure for you when you do a video? Like what do you look for um, result wise? I'm, I've got some other stuff with Facebook advertising that I know, but like when you do Facebook advertising or social media advertising in general, video is far and away the most powerful reason. Not only because, you know, if I don't get a client immediately from a video, Facebook will know and tag people that do watch my videos and later on I can retarget them. And it's almost like, you know, you want to be that realtor, peace of mind. So if I take a video and I put it out to a thousand people, 5,000 people and 200, 400 of them watch it for a certain amount of time. I can say, hey, Facebook, everyone that watched 50% of that video, let's make another ad and get in front of them again. Mm-hmm. And with video, I mean, you put yourself out there and if you lose a ton of people that aren't interested in, that's fine. But the people that are engaging, you can keep hitting them over and over again for like cheap money. It's just, but like you put content out there, those that engage, awesome. Those that don't like you, okay, you didn't want to work with them anyways. So like, that's fine. Like at least we got rid of that headache. So exactly, but that's, exactly. that's kind of how I measure is like the engagement rates, how people like it. And then, I mean, I've gotten listings just off of people watching the videos. It's like, okay, yeah, no, Eric, yeah, come list my home. Like they just, they recognize you because you keep getting in front of them. That's fantastic. And then to that point too, I mean, you, you do all of your own social media advertising, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, pretty, was that just learning throughout the process or did you get coached on that at all? I, I a little of both. I mean, I, I, right at the beginning of my business, I knew that social media, specifically Facebook was a big part and like this just, it's a weapon. You can sit there, shoot a video and I can go and work all day and that video still get in front of like hundreds of people, thousands of people working for me in the background as if I'm going door to door and knocking, but it's just, hey, go ahead and hit them on their phone and say hello. Um, and I knew early on, but it was through trial and error, a lot of it. And then I found a few good coaches and started following different things and it kind of honed me in and realized how to become much more efficient to the point now where I go and speak, I go and teach advertising to other brokerages off Cape Cod. Mm. Um, I, I have clients that want to hire me to run their advertising. It's, it's, it's kind of progressed into something that's kind of, I don't know, it's pretty awesome to just understand at the level we do. So what was the first or what, what were the failures that you've had in these advertising? You mentioned that there might've been a few that you've kind of oh flanked on, but like what, what made those failures in your eyes? I mean, was it just not understanding how it works? It was just wasting money on advertising. <laughs> like I, I would like list, I would come up with a blog of like 10 wicked expensive homes in like Osterville. And then I'd take the ad and target it in like Times Square. Like someone's just going to come across my ad in New York City and be like, oh, like you're the luxury guy on Cape Cod. It's like, I think I spent like a couple hundred bucks. And it's like, I, I ended up reaching like, I don't know, like the street vendors down there, like sell hot dogs. It's like, oh, good. Well, that, that, that went well. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> and then through, through coaching and experience, you got more confidence and started to see more results from these ads? Yeah, you learn what works and what doesn't. Like some of it's, some of it works, some of it doesn't. And there's just certain ways to really take advantage of it and kind of keep retargeting and retargeting. And that's where it's starting to really pay dividends. So, And I know, I mean, obviously, hopefully someone will, will actually hire you to do this. Um, but if, if you were to kind of give sort of like a little nugget to somebody who wants to run their own ads specifically in real estate, what should they start to look at? Because video. there is do a video. lot of things. It's video. Yeah. Do video, do video and get engagement through video and you can build data through video. So let's just say, okay, like what, what kind of video is it a, is it a walkthrough video? Is it you explaining the market? Like what would you kind of say as like a good starter video for someone? I just want to don't give away too many hints, but I mean, exactly. You should, yeah. You should do an introduction video given your background 
Um, I'm a little different than some people. I almost err on the side of, I do a lot of real estate stuff, but like, that's like only so many people want to hear about my hot new listing down the road. Like you should be doing community videos. You should try to do stuff that you're interested in. And in turn, uh, yeah, in turn, you're going to find other people that share those interests. Like if you do a special on beer, if you do videos about beer, if you do your favorite restaurants, if you do a special on golf courses, you're going to connect with people that like beer, like golf courses, like restaurants, and you're slowly starting to attract clientele that you'd want to work with anyways. It's like you're attracting your friends and people that have the same interests as you, as opposed to people that you're not going to connect with. And you're not going to, you know, it's, it's not going to be like an awkward process dealing with them the whole way through, you know? That's such a good point. And, and I think, I think that sums up advertising in general is I think a lot of people think that they only have to advertise in their specific field. And as a realtor, you're getting hired as you, the person. So if, if you're advertising that you like love this restaurant, I'm going to review their pizza. Okay, cool. The town sees it. Okay. That's Eric, the realtor. You go to this spot, you buy a sweatshirt and I know I go here all the time. I buy my sweatshirts here. I go to this park all the time. I think that makes you a more well-rounded social media person. And I think because of that, Eric default, the person is going to get hopefully some more work in your industry because you're doing all these things that are local and the locals are going to see it. And in the meantime, all these restaurants that you're plugging and all these businesses plugging, you're picking up their cult and they're coming on board with you. They're like, Oh Great yeah, point. that guy, you know, he goes and shops there. I love that place. Like he's, I trust him now. Like it's not trust, but like all of a sudden if you're plugging and like helping a restaurant out or helping out a certain small business and they have a following all of a sudden, bam, there you go. Like, hello, you just picked up 500, a thousand more fans that know that you like this, you have a common interest and moving forward. They're like, you know, I need a realtor. That guy's pretty cool. He's into this mm -hmm. and this and I'm into this and this. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great point. And I think, you know, to, to shift a little bit with what's going on with, with COVID-19 right now, I think, you know, no one's really, safe to what's going on as far as business. I mean, I think it's affecting everybody and everything. But I think to my previous point, I think people want to see authentic content and they want to see you always engaging with things. So as far as kind of how you're concerned, has what's going on right now with COVID, has that affected your outlook on video or are you just still kind of just a bull going forward? Taking I mean, advantage I've, I've of doubled the down and hired you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, some people are cutting expenses and I'm like, nope, let's, let's start putting out like high, high quality content because everyone's on social media right now. Everyone's just trying to sink their teeth into something interesting because there's nothing else to do right now. And it's like that, that's been kind of, since this has popped off, I've just kind of doubled my efforts with a lot of different things and social media video. That's one of them. That's I'm putting out more content than ever right now, just because people need that. And it's, it's, it's there for, you know, it's some people are just kind of holding off and making this into a snow day. It's like, no, man, you gotta, like, you gotta set yourself up for when this breaks and like, be ready. Yeah. There's a void. I mean, I think a lot of competition are putting advertising and social media on the back burner and that's great for us and you because now the playing field's open. Oh, and, I, and I think that if, if you take advantage of it, you're going to come out of this great. If you don't, you might be in a tougher spot than if you were to continue to do because you can, I mean, really social media is free for the most part. If you just film yourself, you can post it for free. You can continue to do that. If you want to run ads, I mean, you can run an ad for a hundred bucks. I mean, really, and get to thousands of people that you might not have gotten to. And I think really the COVID video, uh, three cents per 10 second view is what I think I ran, ended up running it at when the paid on top of like the 30 shares it got me, like everyone just thought it was funny and I, I got a bunch of organic reach, but I popped it out there and kind of paid for it. And it was dirt cheap just because people are engaging at such a cheap rate right now. So three seconds to make an impression in 10 seconds may not seem like a lot, but like all day we do this all day. And it, it takes a lot to stop someone even for three seconds. But if you can get a 10 second impression, click and then come back and retarget them a week later, another week later, all of a sudden you're the realtor. Yeah. And, and we talk about a lot with, with, you know, a scroll stopper and marketing. So what is that thing when you're, when you're scrolling, what is that that makes you stop? And I think relevant content with what's going on now, I think humor is a huge thing right now. And I think that's why your video performs so well is it kind of mixed real life things, but it played like a kind of lighthearted part. And I think it really turned out great. And I mean, I don't know. Do you know what the view count is on that right now? Do you have it's any idea? It's easily over 12,000. It's, it's yeah. 
it's and you spend bananas. you know really little money on it and i think just naturally the video itself is shareable yeah it, right <laughs> shareable like i've never seen engagement like that ever and it's i mean it came out awesome like it's that that set the bar way too high for us like i think moving <laughs> forward if i even get like a fraction of like that amount of engagement i'll be thrilled so it's like but, it's but just, it was it's, just perfect timing good stuff and it, it came out yeah it's you know it's a fine art like you sometimes you get lucky and we got lucky with that so yeah yeah what else are you doing you know aside from doubling down on video i mean what are you doing right now to take advantage of this giant insurgence of of people on social media uh, social, yeah, social media specifically. Um, I mean, it's a lot of video. I, I'm lucky enough to have a few listings right now and I'm kind of plugging those and using those as leverage to, you know, let people know like there's, there's, you can still sell your home if you want in a safe manner. And I don't push people at all, like at all. Like I'm not trying to sell anything right now. I'm just letting people come to me, but just checking in with them, making sure they're good and just, you know, how's everything going, yada, yada. And then, um, I've started doing, like we talked about before, the virtual walkthroughs, the Matterports, and that's just one way to kind of overcome what's going on. I'm just kind of taking those, and if you've never seen those, it's like a walkthrough, full, like, 360-degree view. I went out and got a real good camera to do that, and I just put that out to people, and I'm like, oh, check out this. Um, I mean, I mail that out to my database and just let them know, like, hey, this is how we're adapting. This is, you know, how I'm functioning as a realtor and everyone's I've gotten a real good response from that people are like oh that's so cool like you know even though like we're in the worst pandemic in the history of the world like you're still making it happen for your clients it's it's badass what's, <laughs> Not what's to toot my own horn but like it's awesome <laughs> it is it's it's badass i mean what what's the value in that 3d walkthrough for a for a homeowner uh, i mean if if you're looking to set like that screens people immediately and that's one of the reasons i didn't use them in the past cuz i like to get in front of clients and i like to talk to people and make that connection but like essentially you can walk through an entire home top to bottom and get a 360 view of like a hundred different spots. And it screens people that aren't serious or people that, you know, might've come to the home and, you know, exposed you to something that isn't, you know, whatever it's COVID-19 or it's, it's really just screening people. And anyone that calls me, if a realtor calls me, I'm like, listen, make sure they go through this virtual walkthrough through. And if there's, make sure they're a hundred percent vested before I even let them near this home. So. Yeah. And, 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 it's unique what you're doing. I mean, you you see companies like us doing this stuff, but you're a realtor doing this, right? So you're just doing it all to yourself. And you know what you want to hear? Like the sick thing is I'm doing it for my buyers too. Like, cause it takes about oh, 45 are, yeah. minutes to an hour. So like a normal showing takes 20 minutes, 40 minutes to like take someone in walk them through the house, see if they like it or not. But like one of my buyers I've been working with for a while, she lives with, uh, with her grandfather and they don't want to expose him to anything. So they have to stay home. And what I'll do is I'll go out, shoot the entire tour for him and I'll just sell it back to the realtor. So I'm making money on the side. I'm like, listen to you, the virtual walkthrough, like I've got it right here. Like, why don't you take it? <laughs> That's resourceful salesman right there. Like I'm going out and showing homes and getting paid money to do it. Like, hello. <laughs> mm, yeah. Do you think that, um, and we, we talked about this before the podcast, but do you think there's a future in, in these 3D walkthroughs, like are these, do you think this will become not maybe the standard? I think people are still going to do open houses that might be maybe different for a little bit, but do you really think that these 3D walkthroughs are going to be as popular or even more popular now than ever? I mean, I see, like, I used to not like them, and now that I'm doing them, obviously, like, I like them, but, like, it saves you time as a realtor. It saves your clients time from, like, getting the home ready, cleaning it up, getting them in you know, walking through and it, there's times when you show a house and within two minutes of the people being there, you know, they don't want to be there and they're still going to spend 30 minutes walking through talking and you know, your clients are out. They had to take the dog, the cat out, get the kids out of the house, clean everything up. And it's a great way to save time and kind of screen people. But at the same time, I do like the interaction. So it's, it's, it could go either way. I, I'm going to do it for all my clients moving forward, just in the interest of saving their time and making things more convenient for them. Right. It's, 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 um, and again, I mean, I'm getting into the business shortly here, but you know, as a videographer and someone who, who likes to study kind of people's interactions with social media and digital things, I just, I think this method of doing these virtual open houses are going to start to inject themselves more and more, especially let's just say we get back to work normal in June. Mm -hmm. I mean, realistically, are people going to start going stir crazy and just go out of their house and see open houses or are they going to be hesitant? It's hard to say, 
But I think people like you who already have that backup plan of these virtual open houses and you've already screened people, I think that sets you up extremely well for if the market does do weird things with people not wanting to engage with open houses. Right. I mean, yeah. And I, I mean, uh, open houses are one of my things that I just enjoy doing is, is yeah. not that you get like a ton of leads from, I have gotten leads, I have gotten business from them, but I just like kind of interacting and polishes you and makes you better. So me personally, I'm still going to continue to do them, but this is going to be something I make part of my business moving forward for sure. Right. Right. And how do you, you, you strike me as someone who likes to do everything and try everything, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> But I think there's also possibly, at least for me, like downsides to wanting to do everything. Like for me, when I first started the company, I was doing accounting, I was doing marketing, I was running the business, doing all the shoots, editing, yeah. like literally everything. And I think for you as a realtor, you're doing the real estate stuff, you're doing, you know, virtual walkthroughs, you're doing social media management or, or these advertising. I mean, for you, do you, is it just something you enjoy doing or for you, like, do you imagine at some point starting to alleviate some of these different aspects to certain people? I mean, you've already done that with us with some things, but yeah, no, it's, it's in, I, uh, I, I am completely guilty of just going down every rabbit hole and wanting to like nail everything I do. But like, I've gotten to the point where I'm focused on certain things. Like when you get in this business and you'll learn this and anyone that enters this business, like, when you start, it can be daunting and there's, I've got to get a website. I've got to get a social media presence. I've got to work on SEO. I've got to get headshots. I have to get the perfect business cards. I have to get, it's like, it, it's, it can be a lot at first and you slowly learn to kind of focus. And that's why I do social media. I do open houses and I just talk to my sphere. Like eventually you work it down to certain things that have worked for you in the past. And every now and then I'll try something new just to kind of see how it goes um, but if I don't see results, then I'll kind of come back to like my three pillars of lead generation. It's called. What um, are those three pillars for you? Uh, social media, social media, yeah. open houses, and talking to my database. And those are for you. Those are proven. Those are your three pillars. And you've you've come to those based on other ones that have not worked. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which ones? There's a thousand not- ways to do this business, and there's there's just all sorts of ways to kind of try. You can know you can do events. You can post client appreciation stuff. You can, you know, mail out 1200 like postcards of yourself, which I just did the other day, but that was easy. Um, like there's just, there's all, there's so there's an unlimited amount of ways you can practice this business, but you just got to focus on what works for you, what you're seeing working and what you can manage and, you know, find your strengths and run with it. What are those pillars that have not worked for you? Uh, question (laughs) or maybe maybe even if it's if it's your main three pillars i mean i think i I I don't like uh i'm not i'm not a phone animal as they call i'm not like a someone that likes to pound the phone and just call people it's called circle prospecting you just start calling around neighborhoods and like cold calling people like i'm good like (laughs) it's brutal like in in the sad thing is like you want to help people but they're so not receptive you're like okay like i'm sorry dude like that other agent didn't sell your house, but you don't got to like swear at me. Like <laughs> I literally <laughs> yeah. want to help you sell your house. And you start yelling. I'm like, okay, click, like, let's go back to social media. It's a little friendly over there. So. Right, right, right. And again, that, that comes into, into personality too. I mean, you want to play to your strengths as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you want to enjoy what you do too. You do, you do. And I think it's an important point that you made where you kind of have to take in any business, real estate, I think, especially because there is so much to learn and so many avenues to go down. You have, you know, your, your list of, of this many items is this long and you have to kind of condense it to the ones that work the best because otherwise you're going to continue to spin your wheels. You're going to do things and go down rabbit holes and spend money that does not work. But I do think that's important to, to do that. But then it's, it's like, at what point do you say that is a failure? I'm going to take that and now I'm going to do this thing next. You know what I mean? And it's just trial and error, you know? Another thing, and I got to get to the point where I can delegate stuff out. And I I, I imagine you might be similar. I mean, you've built, you've got, you know, a few employees now, but I have a lot of problems. Like I want things done a specific way and I have to put systems in place. I have to figure out like I do this, then I do this, do this. And I have to take that and be able to organize it and present it to someone else and have them work for me. And that's like the next big step for me is getting an assistant and getting an assistant that can do things the way I want to do it. 
it's so. difficult. I mean, you've obviously, you know, you know, Ryan now from shooting, but I had to vet before all this, I had his brother. I've had other people. I know Ryan's my first full-time guy, but it's, it's very, very difficult to vet somebody and make sure they're doing things the way that you want. But also <laughs> you need to allow them to show their creativity too. If I just tell Ryan, I need this, this, and it's done this way for every project he's not going to want to work for me. Who, yeah. who would want to do that? You have to set up your standard. And as long as you're in that standard and you can do some wiggle room and inject some creativity, that's, I think the golden, the golden ticket. And I, I, I'm very similar with you where I was very hesitant to get anybody on board because I wanted my process done my way. And mm-hmm. I was the only person that I trusted enough to do that. But if you want to grow, and you want to grow, obviously, and we all do, you really have to be able to delegate some of this work to people so that you can continue on the track of growing the company while other people can help support that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm lazy. I want to delegate everything out if I can, but it's just a matter <laughs> of like getting it delegated. And like my, my, one of my coaches, he says, uh, you know, if they can do it 80% as good as you, let it go, let them handle it. Yeah. Like if yeah. they can at least do it 80% up to your standard, like, let them run with it and let them build and they'll only get better. So, and you want to do things that you still enjoy. I mean, so for, in, in real estate, what is, what is that one thing that keeps you in real estate? What is it that attracts you so much to the industry? Money. No, it's, yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it, but like just certain, certain closings are just awesome. Like some of them you're happy to be done and like moving on to the next client. But like, some of them, like it's the biggest purchase in people's life. And like, there's no sugar. Like it is like the biggest transaction they will ever make. And, you know, I've, I've, I got to a point where I was just running through the motions and like just helping people. But like, I've had a few transactions lately where it was just like, it was different. And like, it was people going through things and they needed my help. And we just, we knocked it out of the park. We got them a ton of money for their house we found them a perfect house like to move into and it was just life changing for them. And like, it, it's just cool to like be a part of that, man. And I know that sounds maybe corny or like sappy, but like yeah, but- it, it, it's a real feeling. Like when you're sitting there and like people are just hugging you and like thanking you, you're like, this is badass, dude. Like, yeah. You get a check at the end of it too, which is not bad at all, but like, it's just, it, it's pretty cool to like change people's lives. <laughs> you're in the people business. Really? I mean, yeah. can, can you, can you tell me about one of those, one, one of those closings where yeah, I had one, uh, I had one last year, um, woman, uh, her son said kind of went on to college. She had this massive house. She couldn't, she couldn't, um, take care of it anymore. And like, she just went through so much like along the process. She had another agent previously that couldn't get the home sold. So she talked to me through a reference and we got it like taken care of relatively quickly. It took like two weeks got her exactly what she was looking for. And then we found her like, we missed on one other home that she really liked. And I'm like, I don't know if that was the home for you, Maureen. Like I know that you liked it. And then we found another home and like in the end, it it just worked so well. She went through her ex husband, like ended up dying along the way. Like it, it was just, and it was just, I don't know. At the end, like it was just such a good fit for her. And like, we, we, it was just a good feeling at the end. I don't know. I'm sorry to, the story wasn't as interesting. <laughs> no, no, but, but, you know, I, I think when I, when I took my class and I've heard this before, you know, the, the professor said, you're a real estate agent, but just be aware that you're also going to be a psychologist. You're going to be their trainer, their Uber marriage driver, counselor. marriage <laughs> counselor. You're going to be all of these people to, like, you're, you're essentially dating this person. You're taking them out on dinners and showing them houses and driving them around. And, I mean, a lot of it, I think, you know, you're, you're, you're just eating the cost of doing it to hopefully get them as a client. I mean, I know you kind of sign a a contract at some point, but I mean, you have to schmooze them to a certain degree and make them believe that you're the right fit for them too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's a part of it. And I mean, it's a funny business because nothing's guaranteed. Like you can take someone out and show them 50 houses and I've done that. (laughs) And then like, oh yeah, never mind. We don't want to like sell or you can take a house and you can go to sell it and then like you get a full price offer for the house. And all of a sudden the owner, you know, they're like, you know, I, I love this house. I don't want to sell it. And it's like, you just spent like four months trying to sell it. Like why? But you just, you know, nothing's guaranteed. So you got to, you just, you just got to have faith that you're doing the right thing and 
it works out sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. And I mean, I, I've missed out on things that I should have had and you just, you move on to the next one. You say, all right, that wasn't meant to be. Like you, you, you say, listen, thank you. If I can help you in the future, by all means, reach out to me. But it's just, it's, it's a, it's a funny business like that. Nothing's guaranteed. It's commission based. So it's like, you got to well, get to the finish line. Well, tell me about, so one of the ones you said you, you missed out on, what, what was that one? How, how did you miss out on whatever this was you missed out on? Um, well, there was what, when I first got in the business, there was a woman that wanted to see, uh, every single condo on Cape Cod for under 250,000. And we saw every condo on Cape Cod for under 250,000. And then, uh, so it was probably, this is before I had any sales. It was probably five weekends straight. I took her out and then, you know, I think we're just going to stay put. I'm like, oh, oh, come on. Like, but it was fine. Like you, you learn stuff along the way. You're like, all right. Like I, I, I want to work with serious people that are ready and like they have to value my time as well. So how do you do that though? Because I mean, like, I, I know you probably can't just, just make them sign a contract and maybe, maybe you can, but is, is there from what you've experienced and in real estate, can you, you kind of, you feel it out. Is One thing really I, I make people, you have to have a pre-approval for, uh, from a lender to work with me because I've taken people out to look at, you know, six hundred seven hundred thousand dollar houses and we pick one out and we're in love and the family's ready to move in then we talk to the lender and he's like uh dude like you can't afford a six hundred thousand dollar house you can afford a four hundred fifty thousand dollar house it's like wow like we just got everyone's hopes up the family's hopes up the seller's hopes up and then like so i always always make sure people are pre-approved ahead of time like i will not make that mistake again (laughs) i can i can imagine you wouldn't and i think people really value having transparency and making, making sure that you're serious. Like you, you're interviewing them as much as you're, they're interviewing you too. Yeah. And right? a big part of it is feeling too. Like you, you, you know, if people are ready or if they're not, and you, you kind of, you shuffle like who's ready and who isn't, you still, you keep in contact with the folks that might not be as ready. You just, you got to prioritize with where people are and their readiness. And it's not that you don't want to help them, but if you have other clients that need you more at that time, then you need to focus on those clients. And then, slowly once something pops or something seems right for the other clients that weren't ready, you say, Hey, this is what you're looking for. What do you think? It's absolutely. a fine art. It's something you just learn over time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now again, the market's going to be different. Things yeah. are going to be different, I think going forward. So what are you doing right now? And, and I know we did talk about it before, but what are, what are you doing now and what are you going to be doing in the next few months to make sure that your business is going to be safe in in real estate well we the the virtual walkthroughs i think we 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 beat that horse but like that's a big part of it and that's been a great way to adapt but i'm slowly starting to shift to where there is going to be once things clear out and people are comfortable there's going to be a flood of activity on the market there's going to be a lot of buyers and there's going to be a lot of people that are finally comfortable and allowing people to get in their homes and i'm trying to start to gear myself to getting people ready like here's some things you should do to your house for when this finally does open up all my buyers. I'm like, listen, let's get all our ducks in a line, make sure that we're pre-approved, make sure that everything's ready. So when that time comes in 30, 40, 50 houses hit the market at once in one weekend, when we're free to go out, we're ready to fire and we're ready to get an offer in, or we're ready to present the house right off the bat. And it's going to pop compared. Let's go get the photos done. Let's get everything done on a nice day. Let's do this. I'm trying to slowly find those people that aren't, ready yet, but will be ready, trying to get them in my pipeline, get them ready and put them in the best position possible. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, it's, it's prepare. It's preparing. We have to be prepared. We have to prepare our clients and hopefully our, our, our new clients we might have. And it's, you know, it's with whatever business you have, it's really making sure that you're prepared for what's going to happen after this. Like, do you know, like it's going to be insane when this finally ends, like people are going to be so happy like i mean that's obvious it's but like i don't know i i can't even imagine like i i don't really go out and drink or anything like that but like the bars are going to be insane the economy i really think that the economy is going to bounce back and i have no clue like i don't watch the news i don't know anything but i just think people are going to be so relieved that things are just going to start booming again and it's going to be an awesome time 
it's going to be like nothing like we will ever experience again. Just when things get back to life, I think people will have a new appreciation. I really hope so. And I really hope that the scales tip from it being really bad now to the complete opposite because people are now, mm-hmm. they understand. And I think a really good thing about what's going on is I think we really understand who and what we value right now. We value our time. We value our family. We value our job. You know, whether you're laid off or not, we have a lot of things that we're grateful for now. Mm-hmm. And I really hope, and I do agree with you, that once this is done, we can maintain that value of what's important to us and now we can get back into the real world again and now go out with friends see our family go to bars go to sporting events and i really think it's going to be a pretty quick change i mean i I think so it's going to be an unbelievable like we're going to have so much perspective after dealing with this like i I talked to a lot of my old military friends it's like we're on deployment right now like you don't appreciate stuff until it's gone and then like you you (laughs) As fat as I am, like I, I, I'm lining up like which fast food place I'll go to or like which restaurant <laughs> I want to go to. I asked my girlfriend, I'm like, what's the first thing? She's like, we are going to friggin' Home Goods immediately. I'm like, it's just, it's all the little things that you take for granted. It's, it's, I don't know, people are going to have a lot more perspective now. So, what's the first thing you're going to do? Yeah, go hang out with my family. Yeah. Yeah. Just, we're going to have a big ass dinner at my house and everyone's going to come together and we're just going to kind of, I don't know, hug. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird that, not being able to I mean, hug your family. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. Like, I go and visit my parents, and I'm like, it's almost like the scene from, like, <laughs> The Office, where you're like, stay back. I love like, it, yeah. Yep. But, yeah, no, we're going to have a massive dinner at my house and just have all my family over and just kind of take a deep breath. And then after that, I'll do all the stupid little shit that I want to do for sure. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Eric, listen, I really, really appreciate your time. I think you definitely offered a lot. Um, not even just real estate, but just business in general. Um, I'll obviously, I'll link all of your stuff in the show notes in the podcast. If you're listening, um, Facebook live, uh, this will be a YouTube video as well. So make sure you check that out. But if people do want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to, uh, to find you? Uh, phone number seven, seven, four, six, three, four, five, two, nine, one. Look me up on Facebook. I promise if you find me, I will find you. And then uh, buyacapehouse.com is my website. Go ahead and check it out. Um, but yeah, just look me up on Facebook. That's where I am. That's where I operate. And uh, if you guys need help, hit me up. Will do. Will do. Eric, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Matt. This was awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs>